Second hour of a special incendiary radio show, four-hour marathon. And we've got Blackbird 9 and Mary Mer Bailey join the call, and we're talking with um, our guy from Minnesota, our trucker from Minnesota, Rob. Um, I wanted to play this clip real quick. Go ahead and play that uh, clip 13, Dr. McCullough, real quick, uh, Mr. Producer. And and this is him basically. Go ahead, you can you can play it. Any time a biopharmaceutical product remains on the market, despite excess mortality and mounting and mounting evidence suggesting greater and greater deaths are accumulating with each and every day that the COVID nineteen vaccines are left on the market that does qualify as mass negligent homicide for all of those who are responsible for manufacturing the vaccines, distributing them, administering them, and then promoting them, each and every person that ever encouraged, pressured, coerced, or threatened reprisal for one of these COVID-19 vaccines is complicit in a crime against humanity. And that crime is mass negligent homicide. All right. Um, And I got another one to play in a little bit, but I I uh, just wanted everybody to hear that because, you know, I had I went to see a doctor and he's a doctor of osteopathy, kind of like uh, Dr. Tenpenny. But this guy's totally um, he's over on the allopathic MD mindset. So I'm going to have to dump him and, and, and try to find another uh, doctor. Uh, but, you know, uh, what we're witnessing here with this people's keeping these things on the market i mean this is some wicked wicked evil stuff uh, we're talking to uh rob in minnesota and he's a trucker and you know i watch a bunch of you guys on youtube some of the truckers that kind of document their life as a trucker number one i wanted to ask you how how's the money uh <laughs> my past life uh i did just about everything imaginable. I had a good life. I lived in the same house uh, 42 years. I uh-huh. rebuilt that house room by room, replumbed it, rewired it, re-insulated, re-sheetrocked, re-roofed, re-sided, uh, changed the floor plan, added on to it, the whole works. Uh, but I never made any money the whole time I was in that small community. Uh, and uh, they got rid of me because I used to write letters to the editors. So they, uh, Minnesota, uh, I was not politically correct enough for them. Anyway, the money is better than I've ever uh, made in my life. I'm doing very well now. Uh, but I lost everything in my past life. So uh, about what you just played there, uh, I do a lot of, uh, I was doing a lot of Walmart distribution centers, Costco distribution centers. And so you mm-hmm. pull in, and it used to be that when you'd, it, before you got to the guard shack, there was an, uh, <laughs> an, a little setup where somebody would come out and they would scan your forehead, or else you'd get out of the truck and go into a room in front of an 
infrared uh, camera and see if you're running a temperature at all. I asked yeah. every one of those people uh, if they'd ever had to turn anybody away. They all said no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh, so, right. you know, so now they're not doing it anymore. Uh, yeah. I would like to say something about Costco and Walmart. Uh, like when I was running for, I was doing a, you, you asked about the truck stops. And I was doing yeah. from Aurora, Colorado to Albuquerque. Uh, the only three Costco's in New Mexico are in Albuquerque. And we we're running uh, like eight 52-foot semis a day, you know, whether they're reefers or dry vans, uh, refrigerators or dry vans, uh, yeah. eight per store, uh, you know, per day. And uh, along the route, you mentioned love. There were three loves uh, that I would stop in, you know, not all of them, but every time I'd stop at one, there would be at least one, uh, you know, passenger coach, you know, not school bus, not Greyhound, but passenger coach that was yeah. you know, full of, uh, probably Mexicans or mixed. Uh, but yeah, there was always one at, you know, no matter when I stopped, there was always one there, you know, and so the restrooms are all full and all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, uh, where they were headed, these where these people were going to, I have no idea. Uh, I I I often felt like uh, you know stopping and paying off the truck the uh, bus driver and saying, "Hey, why don't you deliver it to the the nearest congress person's house?" Right. Everybody go inside and, uh, you know, go to Nancy Pelosi's and help themselves to some ice cream, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, okay, the reason I wanted to call, uh, I'm going to go kind of dark here. This is from my past life, uh, and I've never told this to anybody, any place at all, ever. I worked for an electronic uh, manufacturing firm. And, you know, we all hear the story about, uh, you know, veterans uh, committing suicide at a rate of 22 per day. Yeah. Uh, or higher. Uh, we also know the story of Pat Tillman. You know, at first he was, uh, you know, some uh, guy that fought it out and got killed in the, the line of duty. And then later on, it was no, uh, he, uh, accidental friendly fire and, uh, right, right. They wanted to cremate the body and, t but his uh -huh. mother wouldn't let them. They brought it home and they found that he had a, a three round burst to the head at short range. So he was assassinated because, uh, he was right letters open. Yeah. He was, yeah. He was yeah, going to blow the and, whistle. And yeah. And uh, allegedly he was, you know, talking to someone like Norm Chomsky or someone on th at that level that was, you know, he wanted to come home and do uh, and tour the United States and say, hey, the reason we're over here is because you know, we're, we're guarding the poppy fields that are, you know, all these poppies are coming home. Anyway, th this electronics firm that I worked for, one of the, the, the devices that I worked on was called Identify, it was called an IFF. Identify a friend or foe. And right. I didn't have any idea what the hell it was, uh, but it was something that I would test and uh, and then send out. And what it was was a, it, it was a long strip of mylar that 
was an antenna, and then on the end of it was a you know a, a watch battery, and then an IC chip. And so what it basically was was a you know it was a what an IDF tag or whatever you call them the. Mm. But it was something that could be scanned from the air, you know, from a drone. And so when mm-hmm. they're flying over, they could look down and they could see uh, who was in that jacket. And I don't even want to speculate, but, you know, you hear, you know, you're an Alex Jones listener, and he's talked about how, you know, people will go in and there'll be special forces and they'll, you know, they'll have a puppy or something that they're supposed to raise, and then they, at some point in their training, they're they're given a book to read, and then they go and they read the book, and then they they're ordered to to kill the puppy, and uh, yeah, if they kill the puppy, then they've graduated and they can go into the special forces, and if they don't kill the puppy, they go, oh, you're a compassionate human being, and they'll go into regular forces, uh, and so I'm way off the reservation speculating here, uh, but I just wanted to get it out there that, you know, and this is, I, this is a job I had in 2015, so the technology is way far past that state. But, you know, if they're identifying friend or foe, what does that mean? Uh, you know, does that mean that some of these people that are alleged to have been committed suicide have actually been filmed uh, because maybe they were the type of person that had there are there are different types of warriors out there you know there are warriors that are that could be a, of the mercenary class and they're the warriors of the, the patriot class the mercenary yeah. you know they'll go for the money the patriot they want to actually protect their people so what is what is the you know, what does General Milley consider a friend or a foe, you know, is what I want to know. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's pretty fascinating. Um, but yeah, I got a, I got, uh, I got a jump, Rob. I got a couple other guests, uh, hosts that are going to join in the conversation, but, uh, that's definitely some food for thought. I appreciate you. Um, let's take, uh, let's see how, uh, Mary's doing. Good evening, ma'am. What's happening? You talking to me? Yes. <laughs> uh, hi. Yeah, it made hey. me uh, think about Jesse Sabodor and these people that are coming out of this Luciferian Brotherhood, which um, ties together all the secret societies and military. There's a third class beyond the mercenary, you know, and the regular. Um, there's children that are raised up and groomed to be uh, like kill the puppy and worse, you know? Yeah. So. Well, you know, the Muslims had these Janissaries, these these white kids that they raised from being um, captured um, you know, on the battlefield and so forth. And they raised them to be some of their uh, most fierce warriors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that kind of like overlaps with what you're talking about. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, some of these initiations, I'm sure, and some of these, let's just say, special units, whether it's federal law enforcement or military or other countries, I'm sure there's all kinds of brutality 
um, like that that goes on where people have to do something very sadistic. It's kind of like a uh, one of their. It's almost like these kids and these gang initiations where they're. I mean, a guy I know that I work with just got a, his car stolen the other day. And these kids, what do you think they do with them? They go out and do crimes and shoot people and everything else with these stolen cars. It's it's very similar um, kind of parallels you'll see with these initiations. Um, yeah. Sometimes also, it, yeah. the police, when they uh, you know confiscate vehicles, they do the same thing. <laughs> Leave the license plates <laughs> on there and <laughs> do all kind of crimes. <laughs> well, I mean, um, you remember the... Uh, the Charles Bronson um, Death Wish series, right? Right. Um, where he's basically a vigilante. I mean, it, and when you look at those movies, like look at Death Wish like three or four and just kind of scan over it. You'll be like, we're actually back full circle to where New York City and parts of Chicago are like that. When, you know, when when late 70s, early 80s, New York was really, really crazy with all that when these movies were being made. And then, boom, where are we at right now? It, it, we've come full circle. And see, they and use so, the movies for training mm-hmm. everyone. You know, that's why we need sure. to stay away from them, actually, because they just get in your head, you know. But, yeah. yeah. So let's bring on William. William Rapillum. What's happening, man? Hey, Robert. Uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a fun week. It's been a nice break. Yeah. Um, you know, like whenever I didn't have to get up and walk away from the conversation. Uh, so I find that actually be quite effective. I just go and play some music or do my own thing. And all of a sudden, uh, Williams disappeared from the dinner table. Oh, what, what happened to him? Oh, maybe it was because we started talking about... Uh, Something that we should, you know, not talk about at family dinner because yeah. definitely my opinion's not welcome there. So it's just kind of funny how there's a double standard. But all in all, I think everybody, you know, behaves pretty well. And, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, I got my little, I got my little digs in here and there too, whenever I could. Um, so, but uh, yeah, the whole thing about the puppy, that's really, that's really disturbing, you know. Uh, it just uh, really makes me sad, you know. I just, I would definitely be a foe. <laughs> I would not be a friend. Um, yeah, I had a real interesting experience uh, while I was away. Um, we had uh, it was kind of funny. We had we went to a Christmas Eve service, and at the end, the pastor did a benediction. And um, in the benediction, he started talking about Abraham and Abraham's wives. Uh, Hagar and Tamar. And I'm like, no, man. <laughs> Sarah. Wives. His wife was Sarah. Hagar was his mistress that he spawned yeah. the uh, Islam with. And uh, because he got impatient with Sarah because she wasn't bearing a child. And and eventually after that happened, Sarah did end up um, bearing a child, Jacob. Well, so I went up to him and I just. Isaac. Isaac. Isaac, that's right. And then Isaac had Jacob. Yeah, thank you. I, I have missed that. Uh, that's oh, the good. missing link I had there. Yeah, Isaac. Um, yeah. yeah, so I went up to him after the uh, end of the end of the thing, and I said, 
hey, you know, I just asked him, I go, uh, so Abraham's wife was Sarah, right? And he's like, oh, it's all really confusing, you know. And this is like, you know, <laughs> one of these, uh, I'm like, man, you're a pastor. It's like anybody can be a pastor nowadays, you know. <laughs> Right. You don't have to like know the basic stuff of the Bible at first before you can become a pastor anymore. Well, at least he made a go of it. He tried, right? <laughs> but this yeah. is like one of those liberal churches. Now, it doesn't really matter whether you're a liberal church or a Christian Zionist church. They're all they're all chicken swinging, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. and uh, so I actually kind of. Uh, I took it a little further, the conversation, and then I, I mentioned the Jews, and then I brought up that, uh, you know, so these Jews that are, you know, people claim to be Jews now, they're, they're actually, you know, the synagogue of Satan, and Jesus, uh, uh, can, you know, condemned them in, in John eight forty four, and, and then, but the covenant is not with these Jews, the covenant is with, you know, the Israelite Christians, and I didn't actually get into Israelite Christians, I had, I, but I mean, he just, he got all uncomfortable and his eyes bugged out of his head. And he kind of tried to get away from the conversation and he didn't say anything. He just left it alone. He just kind of got away from me. And, uh, and then I saw him coming outside because I thought I was, was going to go back in and I was going to just correct this thing I had. Because I wanted him to just know that, look, I, I'm not against the Israelites, the true Israelites of the Bible. But, you know, and that, that's how my brain works, right? It's that my thought process is that is that people are going to... Um, you're going to give them the information. Obviously, we've all learned that this isn't the case. You're going to give them the information and just clarify stuff, and they're going to go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Nah. So when it comes outside, and I tell them this, I go, and I go, yeah, you know, the Jews, they control all the uh, three-letter organizations, you know, all the CIA, uh, you know, NSA, uh, WHO, all these things. And he's like, are you sure? I, and I did, which between the Israelites and the, and the Jews, right? I had done that as well. And he goes, are you sure? And I was like, 100%. He takes his hand and he sticks it on my chest. And he goes, you have to stop this. You're spewing nothing but hate. And so I'm just Hater! Hater! <laughs> it's like a little badge of honor. Yeah, hey there, Blackbird. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh... So I said, you know, I mean, this is obviously frustrating, <clears throat> but uh, the next time that happens to me, I'm going to say, I'm going to just, you know, canned response. I'm going to say, um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what my reaction actually was, but <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, truth sounds like hate to those who hate truth. See you later. And the guy just put his hand <laughs> on my chest, said that and walked away. And he kind of reminded me of that guy from Fargo. You know how he takes off in his car and the woman cop comes. You ever seen that movie? And woman, and it's uh, Edward. Uh, what's his? Uh, William Macy, and he's like this kind of like uh, little sneaky, little runty guy. He's just kind of a kind of the dweeby guy, and he's like committed. He's murdered his wife and stuff. Anyway, this uh, this he was a owner. He was leader of a car dealership, and he uh, he he takes off, and his, she's in there looking for him. Talk to him. All of a sudden, she sees him in his car driving off. This guy reminded me of that guy. Right. He puts his hand on my chest and says, you know, you have to stop this. You're 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 spewing nothing but hate. And it's like, oh, I'm spewing nothing but hate. OK. So what I told him was um, I said uh, as he's going away, I go, it's not true. You people are so frustrated. I got in the car and slammed the door. 
took off. <laughs> well, he probably done called somebody on you. I know. I've been thinking about it, and it's like uh, <laughs> he flat, he got your license plate down. He's like, hey, there's a, there's some sort of freaking so and so in this car. You really need to send it up the chain to Homeland Security. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I just really hope that uh, my family members that, well, I'm one family member part of that church, I'm just thinking, oh, no. <laughs> you know. Hey, William, just yeah. calmly ask him to recite the Ten Commandments. I bet he can't do it. Oh, right. Yeah, that's another That's another good one, right? Just yeah, I, I wasn't really trying to embarrass the guy, put him on the spot too much. I think it was bad enough that what he did, but that's... You, you, I can't even do that. I'll be honest with you, Mara. I mean, I, I can. I, yeah. <laughs> you I know what really got me remembered to do it was uh, last year. You know, a year ago, uh, had Harvey Weissong kind of ambushed him for his 80th birthday, and he got into talking about that. How you know this pastor just broke down crying because he didn't know him. Not alone was he not living him or teaching him. He didn't know him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. It's. Something else, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's a law. Hey, for calling, uh, calling attention to that. She would talk about it all the time. Hey, so I've got, I've got a, I've got a clip I want everybody to hear, and then I'll, then we'll go around and uh, comment on it. Hey, Sam, play that Twitter clip of Mayor Brandon Johnson of Chicago. Go ahead and play it. In order for us to have a better, stronger, and safer Chicago, it really requires the full force of government. We have stood up an, an entire office dedicated to reentry. So individuals who are returning to our communities who have been incarcerated because of failed policies, uh, we'll have a welcoming space for them. I've added a, a half a million dollars for restoration and reparations to address, again, the cycle of violence, which looks like school closings, closing of mental health facilities, of which I've invested in now. And so in order for us to build a better, stronger, safer Chicago, it requires investments. And that's what this budget has done in order for us to have a better, yeah. stronger. Yeah. OK, you can stop it. So basically, you got to invest in restoration and reparations um, for the crime to go down in Chicago and so forth and so on. So this is this is the. This is the the modern um, black political mindset of large swaths um, of of the left side of the political spectrum, the Marxists that think somehow that that all these programs and in giving out money and so forth is going to um, somehow stop the crime. Where we all know you give more people money for nothing, you build midnight basketball. They tried all that stuff here. It does nothing. Uh, Blackbird, go ahead. Oh, you know, welfare programs forever, especially in the South. You know, that was the unspoken idea that if we give them money, maybe they they'll stop. You know, committing the crimes. Uh, yeah, they wrote about this. This was part of you know. The, remember the eugenics programs of the twenties and thirties, and it's like you know, should we have you know basic incomes for these people, and is it going to do more harm than good? And you know, so many people really thought that if you gave them money, it was like buying them off. That you know, okay, we give you money and you don't commit crimes, but it's never enough. And now you know, bringing in the reparations, you know, we're seeing this in California, we're seeing it. In New York, now we're seeing it there. 
uh, is just uh, more of the you owe us something, and it's never going to be enough. And so we're going to uh, do crimes because what you gave us wasn't enough. So it's just that vicious cycle of you know trying to make a uh, broken system work and this multiculturalism you know you're you're dealing with people that aren't you european yeah. models aren't going to work on these people it's they're different than you are and that's the hard pill you talk about you know uh the cognitive dissonance is trying to get past your own programming on you know i was raised of that you know i'm like 61 and so I was brought in with that whole thing of the great kumbaya. We're going to be a post-racial society. It's going to be great. We're going to you know, do put the end of racism. And, you know, it sounds good in theory, but in practice, it's like no people, genetics matter. And these people are hardwired differently than we are. And everybody, you know, that's the thing about, you know, the people at the executive levels, they know this, right? They write, their books say this, you know, the Talmud and the Torah are the, you know, the most racist, sexist books ever written, right? But, you know, they make us say, oh, no, you have to be, you know, civil rights, you know, and the universal human rights. And, you know, this is what you've got to believe in, even though all the data before you says otherwise, right? So it's just... Yeah. Yeah. Clown world that you know, so, it's, you know again, the, it's back to like you're saying first out, you know, Cloward Piven plan. It's just keep throwing yeah. money at these welfare programs till the system collapses and then replace yeah. it with a totalitarian state. Yeah. Now think about this. Even if there was some sort of a, a reparations program and they started handing out money, I think a large swath of the uh, and I'm talking street level idiot levels, they would get m- even more pissed off. That they, that they threw them what they considered a an insult chunk of change. I think the crime would even get worse. I think everything would devolve into an even worse situation once you once you start down that slippery slope, which we already have with with uh, public housing, welfare, and all the rest of it. But outright reparations. You, once you step down that slippery slope, these people, they're never going to be happy. They'll, they'll always think that that was some sort of a, a slight or an insult to give them, oh, this much money. You see these reparations um, uh, assemblies and so forth in California collapsing due to the, the financial situation, and they're all seeming to, that's all kind of going away now, as you can see. But uh, I think it would be even worse. What do you guys all think about that? Uh, We'll have to pick this up on the other side of the break. Millions of dollars. 
tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Here's some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard, and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few highlights. Extendivite works in keeping my blood pressure in the normal range. I have been using Extendivite for many years. Great product. I use regularly and I rarely get sick. This product has relieved what appeared to be angina pain in my chest and shortness of breath after climbing stairs. I'm quite happy about it. My husband, son, and I have been using this product for a few months now, and we have noticed an improvement in our joints and blood pressure. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pastures meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats. And even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your door. Visit republicbroadcasting.org 
and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. Special edition incendiary radio on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Remember to support the network if you can. We're going all the way till midnight, New Year's. Um, any of you guys need to stay, go. That's fine. And, you know, I, I get it. It's New Year's Eve. Um, so I was going to ask everybody about the whole reparations thing, but I want to I want to try to move on. I got a lot of stuff here. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play this clip now and then I'm going to let we're going to let everybody get a get a minute or two to kind of um, comment because you guys are going to get a kick out of it. Go ahead and uh, Sam, go ahead and play clip one. They're admitting the new force inoculations coming next year will actually maim and kill a lot of people because Bill Gates knows he can't hide it. That's why Trump is taking control of the process, saying he's going to have an early vaccine from a company that doesn't make one that is so dangerous or that doesn't change our DNA. And I'm not even endorsing what Trump's doing, but I understand what he's doing. And I'm not even endorsing what Trump's doing. And I'm not even endorsing what Trump's doing. Gates goes, trust my vaccine, but don't trust the CDC's vaccine. And then I went and looked up the ones that Trump's looking at. They're very weak, attenuated, classic viruses with a very low amount of adjuvant in it. And what is adjuvant? It makes your body have an autoimmune response. Because a lot of times if a vaccine's weak, which again doesn't hurt you as bad, you're not going to have the autoimmune response. You're not going to form antibodies. So they've got to give you the squalene or the mercury or the aluminum to trigger that. And so, yeah, Trump's looking at basically sugar water for folks. Can we take a little bit of a attenuated, you know, microwaved or radiated uh, uh, COVID deal? Absolutely. COVID's already everywhere anyways. Uh, Trump's looking at basically sugar water for folks. Can we take a little bit of a attenuated, you know, microwaved or radiated? Uh, uh, and so, yeah, Trump's looking at basically sugar water for folks. 
So it's basically sugar water. Well, let's get down to uh, what is necessary to talk about. And it really is necessary. Are we going to look at what has happened in the last year and just, or last three years, and just move on? You know, Jeffrey Tucker at Brownstone uh, said, silence is not golden. He said, at least the UK held public hearings, even if they were gamed from the start. He said, but the COVID era of public policy, he spells it E-R-A, I would spell it E-R-R-O-R, although era is correct, because they didn't make a mistake. It was deliberate. They knew what they were doing. The COVID era of public policy in the U.S. and all over the world was the worst deployment of compulsory public policy in our lifetime. There really was 4D chess, as Alex was telling you, but it was 4D chess being played by the World Economic Forum in the UN and the World Health Organization and Gates and all the rest of the people. And they were using, moving the pieces on the board like Trump and all the rest of these leaders and every one of the countries, regardless of what their stated philosophy was or political party or whether they portrayed themselves as anti-globalists, they all marched in lockstep. All right, go ahead and stop to whatever the... Um, now you'll now you'll see some of the people like X twenty two and some of these Q people. They were saying that Trump basically had to do it and he had to go along with it, or they were going to keep the lockdowns going for years and years to come, and, and so they had to throw this thing out. Then other people are saying, like uh, Alex will say, is well, Trump got tricked. Big Pharma tricked him. They promised to give everybody kind of what he's saying, sugar water. And then they dumped the nanotech mRNA genetic sabotage type stuff in there. And so uh, they double-crossed Trump, blah, 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 blah. So everybody's trying to do all these gymnastics to basically say uh, Trump is not responsible for the development of warp speed. And so I want to get everybody just take a couple minutes and um, just address like everybody's gymnastics, especially in the right wing, the MAGA community about uh, basically giving Trump a free pass for warp speed and yet thinking that uh, if this guy's not elected, that somehow, um, uh you know, the the world's going to collapse. Uh, uh, Murr, you go first. Okay, thank you, Robert. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. They're just playing such games. But uh, I caught myself saying to somebody the other day, I wonder if he raised his children that way. It's like whenever he talks way over the top, you don't do what he's saying. <laughs> you know, is that supposed to be the strategy we're hearing? You know, is that is that uh, how you can excuse what he's doing, you know, right. Uh, I don't, I don't think we can really excuse it, but also, um, uh, there's just like no turning back from where we are, you know, and in the, in the protocols, right. With the, mm-hmm. hit us up with inoculations, right. Right. In protocol 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I can't get with these people. I don't know. It, it's interesting though. Like Mike King, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's disappeared. Yeah. He's disappeared. Yes. Yeah. Real history chan's gone. Oh no, it's it's under a different name. Oh, okay. Uh, Let me see what I'll I'll look it up and get it for you. But it's um real real news and history or something like that. Oh, okay, okay. I don't know why he changed it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
Well, you yes, build I a follow, you build a following, and then you go ahead and change the website. And I was trying to dig around and find it. I was like, this guy's disappeared. Right. It's like twice, right? Right. Yeah. Tomato real, bubble, then real history chan, and then boom. Right. Yeah. Right. And and somebody who was it? Oh, he was on. Was he on John? No, it was Jeff Rents, I guess. And uh, you know, cause he'll make the rounds now and then when they have him yeah. on. And uh, yeah. And he was asking him if it was because it said Chan in it, you know, or, right. or, you know, if it was too close to channel history channel or whatever. And he, he just sort of him hauled. So, but yeah, it's real news and history.com. If anybody's looking for it. Okay. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. All yeah, right. Go ahead, but, get somebody yeah, else. Go ahead, William, your thoughts on the sugar water, the warp speed and all that. Uh, I, I really don't have much of an opinion about it, honestly. It's uh, one of those things. Uh, I don't uh, – I, I haven't really – my focus has actually been on the fact that there is no coronavirus, and to go even further than that, the whole industry of virology is fraud itself. And this is what I've been trying to hammer home with. And I've got pushed back from some people. And we got those trolls that like to call in here, like uh, that guy from New York, I won't say his name, and likes to call in, you know, say, yeah, there should be a peer review situation on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About these kinds of things. So, you know, um, I don't know why the so-called truth community doesn't think that that's important. uh, And really balked at the whole thing, even though Tom Cowan, and Andy Kaufman, that's some people say Andy Kaufman's a Jew and they just they're full stop, right? They don't, they won't listen. <laughs> so it's like, well, look, um, this guy, these guys are calling out the right, their, their scientific method that they're using is explainable and understandable. It isn't like all the other doctors out there that blah, blah, doctor talk, you don't understand them. And you say, I'm just going to defer to the experts. You don't have to defer to the experts. You have a brain and you can listen to, uh, and just do a little bit of research about this this whole thing on virology, which I did do, and uh, and you know, I'm convinced that uh, it, virology itself, viruses are are just byproducts of your body uh, producing waste product when you have toxicity in your body. So I just find it comical, um, and they're actually part of the cleanup crew. You know, Lorraine Day also corroborates this, right? She's corroborated this in her book. She has a book called uh, Germs Don't Cause Disease, Anyone That Flies Cause Garbage. Anyway, I'm getting uh, off top from what you're... Yeah, but I meant I meant the whole warp speed thing right. about trying to give Trump a free pass as far as being some sort of a, a, a viable political figure for people like all of us um, when he was, you know, in the... Basically, him and Pence and all these goofs um, ran warp speed. They were they were at the helm when the whole thing happened, which is the the genetic sabotage injections. Whether you believe in viruses or not, who cares? They're shooting poisons into people's bodies. Right. That's the point I was trying to make. And to, to give this guy a free pass and think, oh, we all got to support Trump now in 2024. Uh, and they're and they're just going after this guy with all the the lawfare and the, the secretaries of state. I'm I, I'm getting kind of a weird feeling of uh, theatrics here. That just like they say, it's all a show. And you know, even the Q people, it's like, well, so maybe them all pulling them off of these ballots and all the rest of it is all of a show to run a basically a reverse psyop on everybody. So everybody. 
oh my gosh, they're persecuting this guy so bad and we all got to just rally around him. And, you know, regardless of whether he, he, him and the Pentagon rolled out this, 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 you know, monstrosity on, onto the population with Pfizer and Moderna. I mean, you know, it's just insanity. Yeah. Well, um, I, I don't know, man. I don't really know what to say about all of that really. I mean, you still got a lot of people that uh, listen to uh, X-22. I know. You know, well, I listen to it just to monitor the baloney and the gymnastics the guy has to go yeah. through um, after all this time. Yeah, I definitely think that guy is an, a controlled opposition agent for sure. Well, I think he's he's actually Israeli or Jewish criminal yeah. network um, apparatchik. Well, yeah. Because if, if you've listened lately, he's constantly uh, spouting IDF propaganda. Um, the, the, the crap the IDF's pumping out about a lot of this, he's right there, and he pumps that right in along with the MAGA stuff. Yeah. So. I'm going to echo the words of Nate Diaz. I'm going to leave out the expletives. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Blackbird, what's up, man? What your thoughts? Oh man, yeah, that is uh, gives me a headache just thinking about it. Yeah. But yeah, when we were trying to game this out, it's always you know is Trump organic or is Trump synthetic? Yeah. You know, is he what he says or is he just playing the role of the last white great president? You know, of America mm-hmm. and. You know, on the one hand, leadership roles are hard because you're trying to hold everybody together. And once a panic has been started, you know, they had, you know, we talk about the lockstep Rockefeller document from 2010. Mm-hmm. And that we know that all the guys from Moderna were, you know, in on this, that they were going to roll this out and they were going to have this pandemic. And so the idea of, okay. They've got this thing that's going to happen. How could we head it off with a placebo, right? Right. And the idea of, okay, we're going to do our, you know, warp speed thing, but it's going to be a placebo shot versus their thing, which is going to be an MRA, you know, death shot. You know, we always call it the clot shot Jew jab, right? Yeah. And then, you know, but the reality of, well, Trump's still out there pushing, you know, get your vaccines, get your vaccines when, you know, that's just toxins in your body. And I agree with you know, William about just the whole uh, system of, you know, idea of viruses and, you know, vaccines and do they do more harm than good. And uh, for you know, those familiar with my work, you know, I do a lot of elder care and it's just maddening all these white coats that are always trying to push all of these shots onto our elder cares. Oh, and we start God. researching them yeah. and it's like, well, you just basically, you know, flip a coin. You know, this is probably going to kill you. <laughs> you know, and what do you? Well, my mom, my mom is? got my mom got the updated COVID, yeah. a flu shot, and an RSV shot all within a month. Right, she and she's freaking eighty-one years old. Right, 
I mean, it's, and, you know, yeah. and I, I did not have power of attorney for my mother and my brother and sister, of course, believed all of the, you know, liberal media and that they're just, oh, yeah, we, we've got our shots. And, you know, uh, I was banned for not getting my shot coming <laughs> around my mother. And, of course, she died suddenly after getting her COVID shot, right? Mm, sorry, and, man. of course, it was, oh, that's just tragic. And it's like, no, this was murder by a white coat, you know? And yeah. They're like, you're just crazy. <laughs> you know, you're, not, you're not invited to Christmas anymore. So, uh, you know, so that's kind of where I'm coming from on it. But, you know, I'd like to think that Trump is an organic guy and he really cares about, you know, what – but it's just hard to really – uh, believe him on the vaccine stuff because he's still out there pushing the vaccines and you he has enough political capital that I think he could have pushed the other way a bit more without you know jeopardizing his political capital if he'd come out like us and just said you know it's all you know made up don't do it they you know the mockingbird media would have destroyed him you know there's no yeah. way he could have come out like that uh, but, you know, I think he had enough political capital. He could have pushed back on the vaccine agendas more than he did, but he doesn't. So anyway, I guess that's what right. two cents worth. Right on. Um, go ahead, Sam. Go ahead and play clip 17. This is that mortician from Britain, uh, the U.K., John O'Looney. Go ahead and play it. It's only like a minute long. Go ahead and play that. December 30th, 2023, out walking the dog in the woods. And thinking about the plight of doctors and nurses um, as we enter 2024. And it's pretty grim for them, I tell you. Because I'm hearing now that all the doctors are refusing these jabs, but they're still giving them out. Knowing what they do. So that makes them complicit. So there are two scenarios. And for supposedly intelligent people, I'm very surprised at the stupidity of them. Now, they can only go one of two ways. Number one, they carry on doing what they're doing, get themselves deeper and deeper in the quagmire, and when they've fulfilled their purpose, these monsters are going to turn their gaze on them, and they are going to march them off. They must know that. They must know that. All they're doing is buying time. Or the second scenario is, is that they all step out together, and we stop this, and we're victorious, but then they're going to be held accountable for their crimes, because that's what they've done. It's crime against humanity. To inject people with gene therapies that you know and are reflected in the ONS data is killing and maiming people makes you complicit in that crime. There is no seat on the ark for you guys. And the sooner you all get together and make a pact and step out together openly, the sooner we can end this and you can redeem yourselves. And that's what I suggest you do. Because there is only one of two scenarios for you. You're on the winning side and get led off when you've fulfilled your purpose. Or... You redeem yourself, step out, and join us in beating these monsters. It's your call. 2024 is a new year. Let this be a new start for you. Redeem yourselves and save yourselves and do the right thing. So, you know, and um, you've had these morticians dealing with all these bodies, and allegedly the uh, the deaths are only increasing. Um what what's your prognosis, uh, Mary? You think these doctors are going to uh, come off the plantation? Are they going to stay on it? Keep keep jabbing people and refusing to get them themselves. What's your thoughts? I think the majority are are in for the long haul. You know, unfortunately, you know there'll yeah. be some that. 
that might, uh, you know, see the light. But uh, it's going to take a deep uh, spiritual acknowledgement, you know, because you'll have to just say, no, I don't care. This is wrong. Whatever else happens, you know, and some yeah. have done that. You know, Yaden pretty much did that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Yaden. Mm-hmm. But um, and I just wanted to add, I know you're going to go on this topic for the uh, roundtable here, but um, I just wanted to drop this in here about vitamin D. And it's uh, Robin Stebbins. And Ingrid Castle had her as a guest a few weeks ago. And it just it's starting to turn out that, you know, all these supplements are just as bad as allopathic pharma sorcery. <laughs> the different ones she took care, care of older people, the ones that were healthiest that took nothing. No supplements. Well, it turns out vitamin D is a, how you say, chol- Col- cholesterol. Yeah. Right? And that's a rodenticide. It's rat poison. That's Well, that's what some people say about uh, ivermectin because it's a, uh, it's a, it's a spinoff. You know what right. I'm saying? So I, I've, happens, seen, I've, I've seen that floating around on YouTube, too. Yeah, but what happens I mean, with this, and she had personal experience because her son, 16, I think, and they go to the, you know, skate park, and and uh, he fell, and his shoulder just cracked. What happens is over time, it weakens your bones. You know, it's doing the opposite of what they tell us. So just get sunshine, people, anyway. I had to get that in there. Thanks, Robert. William, any thoughts? What do you think is going to happen with the medical profession? They're they're done. You're they're they're they they're beyond um, redemption now. And or do you think people they're going to stay on this road? And then all these all these people are going to stay going right there with them. What what do you what do you think is going to happen? Well, man, wow! How much time you got to answer that? Let me let me just try to sum up something. Well, you know, the psychologist, you're going to do a micro analysis on the psychology of an individual person, like, say, in your own family. You can expand that out onto some of these other people that are guilty of these more grandiose and monumental crimes, colossal type crimes, right? Everybody, uh, all of us have some degree or another participated in the building of this infrastructure that, uh, you know, obviously the medical system is part of that, right? So you have registered nurses, doctors. A lot of these people had good intentions going in. They had no idea that these were chicken swinger organizations that were meant to kill you. Um, and, yeah, I didn't really know that either until uh, recently. I, I did know that that uh, <laughs> the, 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 the hospitals, you know, you go to the doctor trying to get to a root cause and anything. That's never going to happen. They don't really cure any diseases. All they do is just come up with new drugs. And so, But to answer your question is, yeah, it's done, but it's just a matter of when. You know, it's a matter of when, because it's it's part of the whole lie. I mean, it's part of the whole lie and the whole genocide, and that is not sustainable, and it will not last. I mean, uh, so it's just, I don't know if it's going to be, it's going to go all the way to 2030. You know, we are at war. They are at war with us, with humanity, and the Jews are at war with humanity. They always have been, and now they are ramping it up never, better than before. I don't know if you remember in 2019, but... They were convincing about anti-Semitism and say, we will do everything we can. I don't remember who. We will do everything we can to eradicate anti-Semitism <laughs> in 2019. So what do they do? They roll out uh, the pandemic. Yeah. 
to try to eradicate anti-Semitism. Blanket <laughs> <laughs> murder the whole planet, right? Yeah. They don't know where it all is. I mean, I guess they're doing their best to figure out where it all is with all the AI and everything, right? You know what's crazy? You know what's crazy is okay. So they've got the democide rolling out on basically anybody that that would take the shots. But as, as that's going down, they they've got subplots going on where they got everybody at each other's throats ready to kill each other over a b c and d so you got the main democide which is hey let's let, this is the main catch all anybody that we can get in in, in the uh, injection into them but then while that's going on let's all have try to get everybody to kill each other down here on level a b c and d too it's 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 brutally uh cunning really is. It's the cunning of uh, Satan at his yeah. at the most uh, highest level, you know. This, yeah. These people are the product of, of Satan. And, you know, it, it's what the whole entire planet's wrestling with right now. And uh, we're all wrestling with it on our own, or with ourselves as well, you know. All of us, we're wrestling with this uh, this demon force, you know. It's, it's got us in some way or another. Um, we're not none of us perfect, right? All right, there's the there's the break, um, and I got a big topic to cover when we when we start this next hour, and we got a caller. So uh, everybody, stand fast. We'll be right back. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. You can't handle the truth. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit republicbroadcasting.org today because you can handle the truth. 